Hey, it's Keen here. Just a quick message about Darkness Into Light. As most of you may know, it is an annual charity event that takes place every year where people gather and they walk early in the morning when the sun is down and watch the sun rise together. The event raises much needed funds for Pieta House, a charity which helps to support those impacted by suicide. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the event is cancelled. So instead, Darkness Into Light are raising awareness through their sunrise appeal. To take part, all you have to do is wake up at half five next Saturday, the 9th of May, and watch the sunrise from your home. If you do, then you need to spread your message on social media using hashtag DIL, darkness into light, sunrise appeal, or hashtag DIL 2020. Once you take part, you also need to make a donation on the darknessintolight.ie website. As regular listeners to the show will know that me and my family have been affected by suicide really recently, so we'll be getting up at 5.30 on the 9th of May. If you're doing it, category is yellow. Anything yellow or a darkness into light t-shirt will suffice. So maybe next Saturday, get up a bit early, watch the sunrise, donate for a good cause, get your positive endorphins for the day, have a nice breakfast, sit down and watch Drag Race. Maybe just a little bit early. Okay, thanks for listening. On with the rest of the show. Hello, my name is Keen, and listening to a podcast doesn't change who you are. It actually reveals who you are. However, impersonating Beyonce is not your destiny, child. And I'm James. <laughs> Welcome back to Sissy That Pod, uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. It's the Makeover Challenge, and we have the best guests we could possibly have asked. It's makeover artist Jen Morris. You may know her on Instagram as at Jen.Morris. She spills the tea on everything to do with beating your mug. Oh my god, such a joy to chat to you. Um, and such an in-depth both knowledge of makeup and of Drag Race. So you're in for a great episode. If I do self-promote myself. So <laughs> <laughs> you're listening already, so you know that. Tell a friend! Yeah, Tell a friend! <laughs> Subscribe! Leave a review! Oh, let's... Right, we won't... Uh, lambast you any further let's get into the episode thank you jen for joining us for the makeup challenge i mean you are the expert here in this episode how did you like the episode i really really liked the episode it was a really interesting episode and it was interesting that it was like female super fans i think yeah me too dynamics like you know um but i really really liked it it was like the first episode in a while that i didn't feel like there was a lot of lulls in if that makes sense yeah actually it kind of had a really good momentum all the way through yeah yeah it did i i i also like the fact that it was like a female super fan kind of thing and each of them had such interesting stories it actually it just was a really heartwarming episode it was just positive through and through there's very little negativity i the the, the final results didn't surprise me because it just had carried the whole thing it had been sort of on a wave of like rainbows and happiness i've written in mm. front of me in like capital letters janet the planet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> loved her so much well let's let's jump back to the start of the episode there was no mini challenge and this was the last episode i was hoping that we might get the library challenge i don't think we're going to get it i think that fab fit phone was all we were getting from the shadiness Mm -hmm. we are getting the puppet challenge though apparently we are yeah i think the puppet challenge is coming next week i saw a picture online maybe it was a hashtag leak i don't know but, um, <laughs> i saw a picture of them with puppets so i think we're getting the puppet challenge so okay. i'm kind of happy with that That'd okay be i'll be i'll be up for that because it's kind of it's like a similar vibe to the reading to the reading challenge yeah and it's good fun i like them decorating their little puppets so that would be good yeah, everybody um, loves puppets everybody <laughs> loves puppets <laughs> um at the beginning of the episode the when the like the the kind of like back in the workroom after they're still all de-dragging there was a little bit of a chat around kind of the numbers of wins people have and i felt at that stage they were setting it up for crystal to to win although i this is a crystal fan podcast now i'm sorry keen it is just it is just like this is changing its name sissy that crystal method like she is so perfect (laughs) james Um, has blinkers on for crystal Do you, do you know those um, Shane Dawson edits where he totally edits out Sherry Pie? In James's head, that episode was just Crystal walking around. <laughs> Nobody else was in the episode. Just Crystal. Smiling and like flicking her mullet. Like. <laughs> oh. I love Crystal as well. I kind of felt that same vibe as well of that they were setting Crystal up for this big moment. Yes. I did feel that throughout the episode, a lot of different points where I felt oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And then it was like Jan in the Madonna episode where it's just like, <laughs> 
No. <laughs> See, I thought they were setting up until the runway. I thought they were setting Jackie up for a win. I thought that was the redemption because she was getting really sassy and she was like, oh, little snacky's going to win and all this. And like she does the splits and stuff. Yeah, that's the where I thought they were taking it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd felt a bit of kind of like nervousness and kind of a bit of like, oh God, like a bit, there was a bit of a rabbit in the headlights vibe coming off Jackie. I got throughout the episode. Uh, but then when her, because initially when she was set up with, um with what was her person's name? Bethany. Or no, it wasn't Bethany. It was Tiffany. Tiffany looked a bit kind of like shy and reserved in the lineup. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to go great. And then when she had so much more personality, I was like, maybe she'd be safe. And I think she did deserve to be safe. Maybe bottom safe, but I thought she did deserve to be safe. Yeah, I, mean, I think she, she deserves to be safe. Definitely did think she deserves to be safe. But I think we've seen this in other seasons. When someone gets this far without having a win under their belt, that like desperation, it kind of makes them push like too hard. Yeah. You know? And I, I kind of think if off. you don't have a win at this point, you're not going to get a win. Like I, I go, don't see crystal winning anything not because of lack of talent because i just don't think they're going to give it to her yeah um, i pretend i do not see that <laughs> i'm a crystal fan first and a realist second but uh, accessing that more realist part of my brain i think that yeah next week i think might be a struggle for crystal because personality challenges in the past have been her unpicking and it's going to be the, the one woman show so i would worry for her next week i just don't understand with crystal what they're not buying like yeah. she is serving looks versatility like she has a definite like point of view mm. you know yes. about the world and all these different things so i just don't understand what the judges aren't buying there in, in another part of me i do think it's kind of doing her well because i don't like i don't think she's going to win it but the more they deprive her from the win the more insatiable the fandom will get behind her and the more they'll be I mean like I think Heidi was kind of at this point up uh, as the season was progressing and then she got a win and, and now people are jumping onto Crystal to be like she needs a win so I think in some way it is kind of helping her yeah oh, no, definitely people love her she is the people's princess I think she'll be missing <laughs> could be yeah that's a good <sighs> Or Jackie. See, I, I think Miss Congeniality will either be herself or Heidi. I think that it's I think it's a two horse race there. Mm. Yeah. Um I don't know, yeah. I was I, I I was worried about Heidi in this episode. Like because obviously it's a makeup channel challenge and like historically she hasn't been fantastic at the makeup. Mm. And like I don't know if you're like aware of this, but like doing makeup, so like obviously makeup is my job. And I once did it like freelance and I would have done it on people, right, years ago. But if you asked me to do makeup on someone now, I would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a totally <laughs> different skill. So I was like, if she can't do the makeup on herself. How the hell is she going to do makeup on anyone? But yeah, I was. I was actually really worried about Heidi because she's come like it's her pers- personality that's really getting her through. Yeah, and like is. the fact that she is so lovable, and I feel like she is coming more out of her shell, getting those little quips in. But mm. it's definitely her charisma that's getting her through. Uh, fully, absolutely, her charisma and the fact that RuPaul RuPaul actually seems nervous talking to to Heidi now. It's yeah. like RuPaul. It's like RuPaul is at the meet and greet for Heidi Heidi Aphrodite. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. What will she be next week? <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else notice when when the six fans came in? Whatever way it was edited, I was at like where was that door? I was trying to work out the layout of the workroom. So you have like. If you're looking through the entrance of the workroom, mm-hmm. you have to the left, you have the door that Rue comes down. And to the right, you have like the mirrors that do the makeup. Where was that door they came through? I was Did bat- they not come through the main door, like the work door? I th- wasn't sure. I thought so. But then they didn't come f- behind the queens, which is where I thought they would have been based on their layout. I don't know. But isn't there an open wall on the workroom? I presume it's it's at the fourth wall. The fourth no. wall, yes. But I would say like a lot of the, there's probably a lot of different entrances. Seeing as World of Wonder seems to be just like a bigger lot. Yeah. Because even when like Katya and Trixie film, like they're down in the basement, you know, mm. that kind of way. So it just seems to be like a big filming space. I was like, is that the same door that BB came out of in All Stars 3? I just was very confused by the angle. The box that Angela came out of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did think that it was the um the main workroom door that they all came in though. Uh that that bit felt a bit contrived to like kind of they don't know they're here for a makeover, they're kind of like signing in for the audience like what audience do they think they're part of? I don't know that I, I I mean I liked it, it was fun, the like whispery bit and whatever, the secret kind of yeah. like, oh don't tell anyone. 
Um, but I, I probably I thought, thought they were coming in for like a comedy challenge. Well, that could have been it, actually. Okay, no. okay, I take uh, it where there's like audience participation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think I'd be the exact same. I'd be freaking out. I like I their reaction. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was. I thought it'd be a bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Like I met I met Adore Delano in the George one night and I, I struggled to get words. <laughs> I, was, I was a few sherries in, mind you. <laughs> I was like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> so Jada gets to choose the queens mm-hmm. for each person. What do you think, as someone who, who does makeup on yourself and maybe other people, what should you be looking for when you're trying to assign somebody for yourself? I think she was really fair in that she assigned like like not to bring race into it obviously but like it is very difficult if you are not used to doing a certain skin tone to learn especially if a white queen was with a black queen that would be very very hard Mm. very difficult because black skin is really different there's lots of different tones and stuff like that as well so I think she was super 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 fair other than that I think the fact like they were all pretty feminine women even I think Janet the planet was saying that she felt that she was very masculine yeah. she wasn't so no. I think like it would have been much easier whereas like in other challenges where it was men or their mothers or something like that like the facial structure is a little bit different so you might want to pick someone who's like more feminine so it's easier yeah so like you know but I think yeah I think Jada was really really fair in how she picked it yeah I think so too and you do see that in in other makeup challenges through the years when it's men and you know the good looking guy, the more feminine looking guy sometimes can be an easier, yeah. easier path even to like, work with. But even, do you know what I was saying there about the skin tone? Like that's what would have happened with um, Gremlin. Yes. So he was with Jocelyn Fox and he, obviously Jocelyn is white and he was black. And you know, that comment was like, he looks like a gremlin was after being fed after midnight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because Jocelyn had no idea how to do his skin. A darker skin tone, yeah. Absolutely mm. no clue. So it was all wrong, all the tones. It was like grey, kind of ashy. So I think, yeah, definitely like, you know, obviously more experience. I think Jada probably could have done anyone because she yeah, sounds like she's done, has yeah. a lot of experience. But if it was men, I would probably go for a more feminine man because it would be easier to like manipulate their face. Um, but I think in that challenge, it was not easy, but it was like easier. Yeah, it was. I think that there was no one in the the group of 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 um sort of makeover contenders who looked like they were all very feminine. They all were were almost quite similar, and you could match them up quite well. Like even say, uh, Jackie's um, Jackie, Tiffany. yeah, Tiffany was was sort of like had what looked like sort of a, a Middle Eastern heritage around it as well to bring that kind of Persian element in. And it just was, I felt like it was a very fair uh, way to... Very, very fair, like, you know. And I think as well, like, I suppose it brought them into a bit of a false sense of security in a certain element because I think, yeah, in other challenges where you're like, okay, I have to get this big brick of a man to become really feminine. (laughs) You kind of thought these women would be, like, running in their heels, like, dancing, slaying, whatever. But, like, they weren't. So I think they probably thought, oh, this is going to be easy. yeah. Mm. No, because it, it it sort of it sort of brings me back to do you remember it was season four when um Sharon Needle got got paired with that like absolute brute of man Robin Mansions, and it's like there was nothing that you could have done to that individual. <laughs> they, they, he, <laughs> yeah, and there nearly was, but like you know there there was nothing that you really could do without kind of like a, an enormous amount of intervention to to make that person look like a sort of a a feminine drag queen um whereas in this they were all quite they all had like quite an even playing field which was fun to watch them because you could really see the thought being put into it oh absolutely like mm-hmm. I, yeah i re- i i thought that she was just yeah she was really really fair in who she picked there didn't seem to be any game behind it i think uh heidi was the queen of the walkthrough this episode like i just think yeah between her and when Nicole was like do I love disco is a bit of an understatement first of all I was like well that's a question it can't be an understatement <laughs> but then then she came out with like her sort of bullying story and then Heidi was so good comforting her mm-hmm. and then it was straight to the walkthrough and then Heidi is bashing out those one-liners to Rue and Rue lapping them all up like she oh just, yeah oh my she God. has it down oh yeah. absolutely and like I was like burst and laughing like you know when she was like shifting her eyes around being like oh I always give credit when I take ideas like, yeah. <laughs> like RuPaul is literally like here is all of this 
like, can't yeah. take it. Like, <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of cute going back again to the fact that I think Rue is now nervous when he meets Heidi. The way he's like, oh my god, Nicole. So we have this fun thing when I come over here, I like make fun of Heidi's name and then Heidi takes a new name. And, and I was like, yeah, that's what we do, Rue. That's what we do. And then, and then when, like on the main stage, Michelle was like, is that your new name? How's it sitting with you? She's like, well, for now, which is very much like... <laughs> I'm not changing the name. Heidi N. Closet is iconic now. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I, do you know what's so funny, though? Every week <laughs> I go to her page on Instagram just to be like, I wonder if this one stuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please. But yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, it is. They do have a really funny banter. But I wonder, like, because RuPaul actually, like, where does he come from originally? But then he moved to New York. I is he kind Atl- of Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I feel like potentially he might see some of himself in Heidi and yeah. that kind oh, of definitely. like, you know. Because even when talent, he, like, he said, oh, you know, colored people say Donna Summers, but it's actually Donna Summer. Like he, he picks up these affectations mm-hmm. that Heidi has that remind him of himself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like I definitely think like there's something there like, like Rue really, really, really has like a grow up for Heidi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I was very, I was concerned that this week was going to be the week we said goodbye to Heidi, and I'm, I'm quite happy that it isn't. Uh, that that we get another week at least. I was shocked a bit when like her lady turned around. I was like, oh my god, she actually did a, like the makeup was stunning. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because like that that probably proves that that Heidi is maybe a more, is probably possibly a better makeup artist in, in looking at, when she can see the canvas rather than having to do it back in reverse. Because I, I very briefly did um, did drag and I remember trying to do my makeup myself versus, and it just was, it wasn't pretty. I, I just, I don't understand the, sk- the skills that you have to make people look so beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> it takes a long time. Like I look back, it's so funny because like I even look back at pictures of myself or like old Instagram pictures or whatever. And like, I thought I was doing the damn thing. And I was like, oh my yeah. God. like I found these pictures recently. And like, the, uh, like I obviously had no awareness like, of how bad the makeup was. And I remember at the time people were lining up for me to do their makeup. And I was like, what were they seeing that I wasn't? <laughs> Confidence, probably. It's so yeah. bad. Like, it is definitely a journey. Like it's, it's like any art, really. Like it's just a moving canvas. And like, I suppose with makeup, the canvas is always changing. So your skin is always changing as well. So it's just, it's constant learning. Yeah. Like girl, I cannot do eyeliner like I did when I was 20 years old. Like the eyelids are a little bit, a bit sad there, but like, <laughs> But yeah, but I definitely think I'd say like in a year's time or whatever, we'll see Heidi will be like unbelievable. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I feel like this is just gonna all stand to her. Like, sorry, can I just bring up something really, really quick? Have you noticed like every single queen this season when they're leaving is like, Well, hopefully I get to come back. Like it's like the year of like bring me on all stars. Like right now. Yeah. Like I yeah. want to go on all stars. It's as if they knew that their season was going to get like a, a double shit kick from both the Sherry Pie stuff and also quarantine of your life. Like it's a and Aiden's Aiden. <laughs> but no, like it, it is there has been an awful like, well hopefully I get to come back and tell my story a bit more. I'd like to be able to And I actually think that this that this season with the Queens who've been on it is is the first in a while where I have been like, Oh, I would like to see more from you. Yeah. It's just funny, you never really see them being so like really open about it like when they're in their exit interview and they're like well maybe like I can come back usually it's like a whisper of someone said that you know Shea might do drag race like she would open to she'd be open to all stars whereas they're like yeah. please bring me back yeah. <laughs> but I suppose like when you get when you're kicked off when you feel prematurely I think you kind of want that redemption mm-hmm. arc whereas when you got to the final four maybe like Sherry Kule you might feel on top of the world you don't really feel you yeah, need yeah. to climb back into mm-hmm. the world of, of drag race so I suppose it's it's different um, if you were to give yourself a Janet the Planet style rebrand what would you come up with? Oh God. I would maybe Keen the Machine I'm going Oh with I like that I've never been under so much stress in my life. <laughs> James, the well, I, James is a tough one. Jim. Well, I often, uh, when signing off emails, uh, will do a typo where I'll accidentally write Hames. 
So James the Hames. I mean, I feel I feel like Jen's an easy word to rhyme with. After All I can think of now is pen. Jen the pen. <laughs> I've become like a sick rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though because like when Janet the Planet was talking about it, like I could actually relate to a lot of it because like I'm actually really tall as well. I'm six foot and like a little bit. So like mm-hmm. when she was like, I've always been really tall and like I've been like six foot since I was like fourteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was well, like, I can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. I used to work in Supermax. And like when I was wearing my hat, people would be like, excuse me, sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> I turn around and be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, you know, but they just don't expect to see someone like really tall and like commanding. There wasn't that many key moments, I suppose. There's just a sort of nice atmosphere mm-hmm. in the sort of yeah. Andrew and them seeing their makeup for I the first it was, time. It was and... nice to see the the like you got the little like interaction between the queen and the and the person you're making over, and I just as a through line, the whole episode was just lovely and and kind of like very positive. Um, didn't expect the Heidi and Nicole like the tears to come so fast. You know that sort of like mm. that sort of breakdown moment, but if, uh, that was the only one that had like real sort of a real sort of like storyline around us. Uh, although it, there was J- Jada, and oh Jada Bethany and as well. Well, yeah, oh, with her partner, her partner. Yes, mm. actually, that was nice to kind of see a bit more of Jada and get to know a bit yeah. more about her because we have she's been sort of that. I think she's just been going so well in the competition mm-hmm. that they haven't really needed to show too much more of her. Yeah, I um, do. I do. I do understand what you're saying about the tears coming so quickly, but. I was kind of thinking while I was watching it, you think like the pressure that all the queens are under and the fact that they haven't seen anyone in so long, they're probably like so emotional. And then that excited energy that the women were bringing, like when that met, like I was not surprised. I was like, this is going to, you know, there'd be lots of emotions floating around. Like Jackie had a a very shady energy this week. I thought, I thought she was the shadiest because I think she was very, I know whether she was insecure and she was kind of lashing out or she's been cocky and she was lashing out, but she was kind of like, you know, I'm going to win haha, and like rubbing in everyone's face. So insecure. Yeah, like, that manic so energy. And mm. not following on from what you've just said there, but Jackie did kind of remind me of you a bit keen this week when she was all like, 10 points here, 10 points here. I've made up a scoring <laughs> system. <laughs> if we're using the Jackie point system, I'm winning. <laughs> on the flip side of that I was looking at that and I was like what is going on with that point scheme it makes no sense <laughs> you're like let me get out the Excel let me get out the Excel yeah, that sheet. is not a fantasy league Jackie Cox let me tell you about that I know, it was kind of like a moment where she was like I'm so quirky I definitely think that she was really really insecure because like at this point in the game if you haven't won like a challenge like yeah. you know your time yeah. is coming like yeah well she she said like she said that at the beginning of the episode that's a crystal's trajectory was going up and her trajectory was coming down that neither of it had a win but there was that clear path for for crystal um and i mean now i think crystal is probably finding herself a little bit in the same position as jackie where it's like she's past the point where she's going to get a win so it's kind of like now the two that might be next week in a bit of a you know, they'll both be the two queens who don't have a win, and there's going to be one of them. I think one of them has to win next week uh, for for to, to for it to be fair. You'd favor Jackie out of those two for a one woman competition, but you'd favor Heidi yeah, overall so. of them. I would say. I um, don't know because, like, yeah. I feel like Heidi is really good off the cuff, but like, you know, I don't know when it's all written down and she has to actually perform. Because even when you look back at the challenge, the shopping channel challenge, droop. Um, yeah. Like when she got funny is when they were like just ad lib just, just like ad lib and like you don't mm. want her to pull like a jasmine masters and get up on stage and like be like i'm gonna ad lib this whole thing and that's yeah. what they want from me and then die on the stage no and and she she could that's so true. easily die on stage if she went up there just like jasmine masters that horrific or like the laganja estranja sort of okay okay yeah and there are some sort of basic branding issues with Heidi I think as well like the fact that she didn't paint mm-hmm. a gap on her on her super fan I was like come, yeah that was such an obvious choice yeah. to do and she yeah. I don't know like yeah and even like when she was struggling to find a name because that's what like another point where I was kind of worried um in that we were saying about kind of being off the cuff and ad-libbing when she was like oh I'll just know what her name is when I look at her the yes. name of her drag sister like I like yeah. oh but like obviously that didn't happen but yeah I don't know there was definitely some 
but she was even the dress and stuff like that like the dress had absolutely nothing to do with what she was wearing no, no. and i i think that you've seen this before with some of the queens um i almost felt like maybe heidi dressed for the lip sync because her out like heidi looked phenomenal that 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 catsuit she was wearing was unreal and worked really well with the uh, worked really well for the, the song that they ended up performing to um, it kind of reminds me of like remember when Coco had the the big yellow thing because <laughs> uh, I, I kind of felt maybe she was going into it thinking this isn't my challenge I'm going to be in the bottom what I'm going to put my energy into is the lip sync rather than sort of rather than maybe pushing myself with the makeover yeah but they've said that time and time again like I, I know like harping back to previous seasons stuff like that as well it's like re- with Shea Coulee and Bay Coulee and they were like you are so polished you look incredible but your sister's hair is like up at the back it's coming yeah. off the hair was coming off like how could Heidi have gotten dressed in that incredible jumpsuit I mean like hmm, I'm just going to ask someone do they have something that wasn't even 70s it was more 60s yes like, yeah you know, she really didn't put any effort. Well, I saw on Instagram this morning that Heidi posted a picture of these two sort of uh, matching looks. Um, and she was like, oh, shame, I couldn't use these. And I was wondering whether they were, yeah, Nicole was maybe too big for the look that like she hadn't, she couldn't fit it around, you know, she couldn't alter it in time to fit her. And, and so I was wondering, was there... Was yeah, but I kind of feel plan? like at the end of the day, you have to, they all seem to come prepared for their their duo challenge their makeover challenge yeah with outfits and i'm like yeah. that is not the point of the challenge like there's a, there's a there's supposed to be an idea that like oh this is all happening in the moment and ad hoc and people are just trying to have to react but then you see sherry pie coming out and her drag sister has like the actual name sort of woven professionally into the apron and it's like well clearly she brought this outfit with her i'm looking at that picture now of heidi the outfit looks amazing but i just think you can't come with like this pre-conceived idea of what your partner is going to be you know they're going to be different shapes and sizes you don't yeah yeah. you should be able to adapt no i don't know but like i feel like if she wants to make like a little swing dress she could have Yes, I mean that's the thing, and I think that they kind of read her on the runway for that because they they know that that she I think do they know that she can sew or she has some of the abilities to sew, so she could have like put something together. And when they were very much like, "What what were you doing with your time?" and Rue was like, and she was like, "Oh, finding out about my sister." Rue was like, "Well, I found all that out. Like, what else are you doing?" Like, it almost felt like behind the scenes they must have been aware of the fact that she she hadn't used her time effectively to try and create a look together so she had just sort of picked i'll have that and i'll borrow this out of someone else's closet there was well, a- they definitely see everything like they absolutely see everything um but i just i think like you will always see this in challenges you like even if a queen does something really bad okay if they have tried if they've made the effort they will yeah. generally get more kudos for it because yeah. they actually took their time tried something different maybe it didn't work out whereas as you said she was like that that done cool you like the disco grant cool Fine. yeah you know yeah. it didn't seem like she had so much thought into it whereas like some of the other looks were like concepts yeah and actually that they were two people we haven't really talked about despite how much i always talk about crystal uh, grace and crystal as a pairing i really really enjoyed i thought they had a really similar energy and that concept of the burton ernie and it, and it almost had like a marriage equality vibe to it. I was like, this is just, this is just beautiful. It is so beautiful and so well done. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Like, I just think like, I feel like if this was any other season, they'd be saying to Jada, even though her outfits are amazing and stuff like that, they'd say that she was resting on, on pretty. Yeah. Because like her looks don't change, really. No, they don't. Like she, she's, she's that pageant gorgeous. Um, And you're getting like, I mean, Crystal is... I I know that that I I'm not really the most reliable narrator when it comes to Crystal because I do like think I think she may be my favorite drag queen that's ever been on the show by the end of the season I think she's she's just so creative yeah exactly um, but I I do think that she is just throwing so much at every challenge and has been like going up and up and up and every week she's getting better and better and I felt like the droop challenge was a real moment for her that she deserved to 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 like get get into the to to win. And then this challenge again, I think that it, she really was close to winning this challenge. And it, it, I, I just don't understand why they aren't giving her that, um, why they aren't giving her that, I suppose, I suppose, giving her the deserved wins. 
I definitely think that she deserved to win this challenge, to be honest with you. Like, I yeah. 100% think she did because with Jada, you're expecting high glamour pageant drag. You're not expecting Bert yeah. Bernie from anyone. No. But th- this is why I don't think Crystal deserved to win, right? Because this is not a fashion challenge. This is a transformation challenge. And Sherry and Jada did better transformations on the people to make them look like them. Crystal just turned the two of them into clowns. And like, although it was a great concept and I loved the fashion, I thought it was easier to make two people look like another sort of weird creature. But that's her makeup style, though. Rather than making... It's not that over the top, though. Like, she normally does the eyes and stuff. She's never been that out there. She's never done that full clown before. Whereas when you look at Tiramisu, she I she looked like Sherry Pie. And, and um, Bethany looked like Jada. But they didn't, I think, right, that... <laughs> <laughs> if you could see this now, if you could see the Zoom call on now, like Keen is on the bottom and myself and James are like on top. Like, That's how no. it feels. Um, but I, I just think that like those looks were expected. They also brought those looks with them. Whereas I think mm-hmm. the fact you don't know that Crystal didn't. Yeah, but I think the fact that she went full geesh with the makeup and like completely transformed them. And I mean, they are both Muppets, so that is family and. I just think that her concept was so much better. I think yeah. she put in so much more thought to it. And like, I know what you're saying about family resemblance, but she took the concept and then like ran with it rather than just saying, I'm just going to make him look like me. And I do have to say, like, if you think back to the first episode, the look she walked in and the kind of like the her from Powerpuff Girls kind of like thing she was giving, like that over the top makeup is in her wheelhouse. That's part of what she does. And like, I think that she's toned it back for the competition because she knows that Michelle will will read her if she's going out there doing these like big, bold looks every week because Michelle is, um, you know, prejudice against creative queens and only like sort of pageant girls so she I think deserved some I I don't know I think I'm still sore about the droop thing because I just felt like she so clearly deserved to win that I just thought it was it, it was like her ad was thought through and funny and creative and interesting and then this is this again exactly the same situation I can see it's more of a deserved win for Jada in this episode because Jada's girl looked phenomenal. She she brought the essence of Hall to, to the girl. Um, but I, I just think that there's something that isn't quite translating for Crystal and I can't understand why the judges aren't. It, it is weird because I see it and I go, right, this is a Drag Race iconic moment, Crystal and, and, and Opal. But I still kind of feel it was kind of to just around the perimeter of exactly what they wanted whereas I feel it was more of a bullseye for Jada and Cherry even if it isn't that iconic we won't be talking about that look in a few years time I think we will be talking about Crystal I'm though I'm never fully sure what they're looking for in the in the in the make <laughs> no but like in, in the makeover challenge like because if a girl paints the person to look exactly like them and they do sort of matching costumes they'll be like oh yeah, like you've got the same makeup on and you've got like matching costumes, but like, where is that like X factor? And then if they come out and they behave the same and they give like a good performance, but they aren't wearing something, it's like, you guys aren't like really, you don't look like sisters. And it's like, I don't know. I just think there's, there's... it's notoriously difficult to win. Mm -hmm. And it's so like so many great queens have fallen at the makeover Mm -hmm. challenge. Look at Manila and All Stars and Monet Exchange and stuff like it. I kind of don't like it in some ways because I think it's just so changeable. Yeah, I think they should start doing it like ANTM and just cutting each other's hair. Yes, (laughs) that's it. Someone coming towards Crystal's mullet. (laughs) I'm going to take your power. (laughs) Oh my God, imagine his nubbin. Um, But like, I definitely think that Jada made a very good decision as well, though. Uh, She changed the shoes. I don't, did you notice this? She gave her a pair of ankle strap shoes, which are way easier to walk Mm. in than court shoes. And like, I could relate to that woman. Oh my God. Because I can't walk in heels. She looked pained right. when she was uh, when she was when she was having to walk in those heels and they are like those heels are sore to wear because your foot is like smushed in there yeah um oh no like i literally can't walk in heels. the last time i wore heels like full disclosure i broke my ankle <laughs> 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 which was about like seven years ago so i just <laughs> but like i i think she made a really good decision of changing the shoe yeah yeah uh, because if she didn't like that like would have been 
brilliant but disastrous. We've kind of spoken <laughs> about everyone's look now, except for Jackie and Gigi. So we'll just jump on the Jackie first. What did mm-hmm. you think of, of the look? Um, I didn't think it was that cohesive. I said, other than the hair, there was no link. Mm, I would really. agree. Like yeah, they had the red and the black and the black and the red, but it did just look off. I didn't really get the, the family resemblance. And like her, like Snacky Cox was wearing like sequin and like Jackie wasn't. And I don't know, I just, I didn't see it connecting other than the hair. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I didn't, didn't love the overall. Yeah, I kind of think that Jackie Cox's kind of look is that more 60s thing anyway, and it is kind of more kind of Jewish madmen mom, and that I would have expected more of that look from the the drag daughter if they were going to do it. So I did think it was odd for them to go to the 70s. Um, but I, I loved Snacky Cox's, Lil Snacky Cox's energy. I thought mm. she seemed great. And her performance in the, I think if, if the Lip Sync for Your Life had counted for anything, between the actual contestants, it would have been her and Opal that were in the top of that because they were they were giving a lot of energy. My three winners for the um, lip sync were Jackie, Crystal, and Sherry. Well, like yeah, their partners. But the the, the, I, yeah. the I, Sherry, Gigi, the Tiramisu, and the BB Bad. I thought that was the closest of the lip syncs. Yeah, I and I thought I I enjoyed. I thought that Gigi's look was beautiful. And like it was very very nice, but I was waiting for a reveal. I was waiting for something. Oh, the whole time, the whole time. Because if even on the back of the, on the back of each of them, there was like a line in the the other coloured fabric. So like I think on on the back of, uh, on the back of uh, Gigi was wearing the black one, and there was like a white line going down the back, and the same on the the other one. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a tearaway or something, and there's going to be more to it. And there wasn't. And I, 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 it just felt quite basic. Like it felt very basic. And very bulky, yeah. Very, very bulky. Like, I did, I, like, it was, Gigi is beautiful. Like, her looks are beautiful. They're very polished. They're great. But, like, I just, yeah, meh, like, I didn't find it great. And she was, she was given a, um, she was given the prettiest girl to make mm. over. And she made the prettiest girl, like, probably the prettiest of the drag girls. It was, yeah, it just wasn't, it didn't blow my mind. I did think she changed the atmosphere of BB Bad, like from this kind of cutesy girl to a minx. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I want there to be, because that's something that has been there with Gigi's fashion throughout the whole season, is that there's always like a little quirk to it, like something kind of interesting. Whereas I didn't really find anything interesting about that look. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Like it was beautiful, but it wasn't interesting. Yeah. And again, and actually, this this again, like, you, you mentioned it earlier on, and it's now kind of just smacking me about them all. It's like, these are pre-prepared looks that have been brought from home. There's no kind of sense of, this person has been given to you to make a makeover, and then you have to actually build the outfit. So if you think back to, say, Naomi Smalls winning in season eight, with, where she had to make the Alice in Wonderland outfit for herself and the Little Women uh, person, like the the drama in that episode where it was like prop, it was almost like a sewing challenge with the make makeover challenge whereas this it was when kind all of... that drama happened I didn't think this was as difficult as previous challenges no like when Chi-Chi's no. thing ripped and she was like oh my god I'm going on the runway and my complete outfit has just ripped. you know what I mean like there wasn't that like panic how do you actually create that family resemblance to makeup oh it's all down to the contouring because like you saw Jada was like you know when she was really snatching the nose the fact that they're like, especially mm. it'd be different. So just say if someone came to me and they said, I want you to create a family resemblance. Whereas like, because I'm a woman, like my contour, my, all of that stuff is not mm-hmm. as extreme. Like it's there, but it, I would find it much more difficult to make someone look like me. Whereas like with drag queens, they're actually painting structure on their face, whether yeah. it's cheekbones or their nose or their their hairline. It's all about creating structure. So that's definitely like the absolute key to it. 100% with Jada like doing doing the the rhinoplasty on the nose or even Sherry recreating her sort of like I don't know horror goatee look it, it's recreating that on somebody else's face even if their face is a different shape yeah absolutely like it's all down to the contour absolutely because everything is shapes because even if you look at someone like I suppose this season someone who would really be a good example of that would be like Aiden Zane because his look was all about these unusual contour shapes so like the lift of the cheeks the lift of the eyes and all this kind of stuff so like you could see him definitely like transferring his face onto someone else um it's all mm. about that structure it's like even do you ever i don't know if you ever heard 
like Trixie talking about this but she said like when she got cast for Drag Race first herself and her roommate were joking and saying like well you could actually go in for me I could just teach you how to do my makeup (laughs) because it's so much structure and all these different things going into it so I think that's the key to it the absolute key to it so was the right decision made did the right two queens lip sync did the right queen win yeah I, I do think that they deserve to lip sync. Yeah, I would say so too. I think it was obvious that those two. And I was worried that Jada was going to be considered low because of the, the heels. And I was like, oh, she looks so good. So I'm yeah. glad yeah. she didn't end up low. I, I think before we get on to that, I thought it was interesting because we've heard so much about Jackie's relationship with her mother that when they were doing the painting, they actually were talking about the the, the relationship with the father and about how the father has been so supportive of of her drag career and how like been so like so pushing and I just I'm like that's an interesting dynamic that hadn't been brought up till now and I was like oh kind of I said because it had been so heavy handed about how much the mother didn't like it it was interesting then to hear that actually there was a flip side mm. to that and then I wanted to know more I was like are they still married are they like what's what's the relationship they're like and no, but no I didn't I and this could be based on like the last couple of episodes where I felt like Gigi's been given a free pass and I think she's stunning. And she's obviously very competent and, and she's done extremely well in several of the challenges, but she was hovering around the bottom for Droop. She was definitely not that good last week. I don't think this week she really brought it as hard. And I just think it was unfair that she gets... Because uh, I think if you put her... It's her and Jackie would be the two that I would have been sort of saying which one should be in the bottom. And I think that Jackie's contestant brought more energy into it and and gave more life to the drag character and they stole they told more of a, a, an interesting storyline and then Gigi and BB did and it was time that Gigi was in the bottom this this week I don't know because I think so if you're looking at the trajectory of like all of their wins and loses and whatever I feel like Gigi was at a 10 and now she's at like a five whereas like Jackie was like at a four and now she's at like a two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, would have said, I, would, I would have said an eight and a four, but okay. Yes, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> no, I She was doing really well. She was doing well. So, like, but I just think that, like, Gigi has fur to fall if she's going to end up down in the bottom because there was nothing like quintessentially wrong with what she presented, and it was cohesive. It made sense. They looked alike. Whereas, like, I feel Jackie had some elements that were actually like not good. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying, James. Like, I'm, if you remember season 10, Miss Cracker won the Wake Up Challenge because her guy <gasps> absolutely loving it and he strutted around the place. Mm-hmm. And really, like, whoever had got him would have won that challenge because he embraced it so much. And it wasn't mm-hmm. really fair on Miss Cracker to win. Now, we were all happy because Miss Cracker was well overdue a win at that point. Yeah. But I do know what you mean. Like, if, if Miss Cracker won because she had a good contestant, should Jackie not have done better? But ultimately, I think it's more fair if you judge them on what they do rather than how well the, the person embraces it. If Crystal doesn't get a win this season, you're going to be so embittered. I, I'm gonna, this podcast is going to be cancelled. That, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so sad, though. Like, she's just such a good person. And I feel like she's really talented. And like, yeah. I don't see what they're not seeing. No, no. Do you know what I mean? No. Do we think but, Jay, Jada got extra points for pairing them fairly? I don't know, and this is again this like in little inconsistencies do bother me because in a different season with a different set of queens, RuPaul would have been like, "Oh, you gave everyone the queen that you uh, that you you thought would be the fairest. You should have been using this to your advantage and tried to muck them all up, and you should have been given Gigi Nicole and this one that one." Whereas this season it was all like, "Well done. We're all loving each other." Like, yeah, was... but you know what I think would have happened there? I, I honestly think that if Rue had said, oh, you should have been sabotaging, I think people would have come for Rue being like, but which one would have been the sabotage? What do you mean by that? Like, do you know, people yes. would have absolutely come for his throat. I also think because she paired them so well, it made mm-hmm. for a better episode and the producers are happy, therefore Rue is happy. So I think he's yeah. seen the yeah. benefit of actually being a team player. Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. But just, I find that, I always find that inconsistent because sometimes it's like, it's good for the queen to have done like a fair job of assigning people and other times it's seen as a bad thing for them to do a fair job in assigning people. Yeah. So that takes us pretty much into the lip sync then. And like, they must have that disco ball up there all the time because they were like, there's two queens in disco outfits with a somewhat disco we saw with Nile Rogers in it. Bring down the disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> Like my house. <laughs> um, who did better 
did it deserve to be a double shante? Um, I don't think it deserved to be a double shante. Like, I think it was, ja- I kind of think it was Jackie's time. To go? To go, yeah. Interesting. I did, I just, I, I think that um, Heidi's, like, previous performances, um, like, and I think she outperformed her in the lip sync. I know they were going for very different styles, but, like, I definitely think Heidi really, like, gave it. Um, I don't... I, I definitely didn't see the double shanté. Like, I wasn't... I feel any time there's been a double shanté in the past, like, when the first queen gets told shanté, I'm like, oh, like, my heart is breaking for the other queen. But I was kind of like, oh, it's sad. But, like, it's okay, Do you know? Mm. I wasn't that bothered about it. This, Whereas previously, when there's a double shanté, you would be, I find. Yeah, uh, this yeah. this reminded me of the Cameron Eureka shanté in season 10. That was like... None of us wanted that. No, no. <laughs> send one of them up. Send Eureka home. I actually thought Jackie had done better at the lip sync. I think just because it was Heidi's third time there, um, mm-hmm. we'd kind of seen some of the moves a bit before, even though she definitely yeah. diversified it up with the bongos and stuff. I just thought Jackie mm-hmm. was a bit, bit more interesting, so I would have saved her. I agree. It shouldn't have been a double chante. I agree. It shouldn't have been a double chante. I agree that it was Jackie's time to go, I felt. Like, I... There was, there was something a bit like... Do you know old Gil in The Simpsons? That kind of like, I got a concept, I'm going to sell you on. I'm going to do this thing where I'm this and it's going to be great. It's old Gil is going to do it again. And I was like, I, I just, there was a bit of desperation. There was a, there was a bit of a stank of desperation off Jackie throughout the entire episode. Just kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, good Christ, I, I need to, to get into the top. I'm going to will myself into the top. Um, And then when it came to the lip sync, it just, I don't know. There just was something about it that wasn't really connecting. And then when it got to the end, I was sad because I didn't think that Jackie deserved to be in the bottom. I thought it should have been Heidi and Gigi in the bottom. But when it came down to it, I was like, okay, yeah, Jackie, I I accept that it's your time to go. So yeah, I would say exactly like that Cameron Eureka moment of like, yeah. Because if you look at, if you break it down completely to like brass tacks, like Heidi is probably the most improved queen out of all of them. Mm, I know yeah. at the same token, like literally 10 minutes ago, we were like, she made no effort. Yeah. But <laughs> I think when you really look at it, she has definitely improved the most. Whereas yeah. Jackie came in as quite a polished product, but it's just not like hitting, mm. you know? Yeah. Yes, I think I it was her time. Like, I don't think, I don't think Heidi's going to win. You know what I mean? Mm. But like, I don't think it was her time to yes yeah i i and i I actually said it last week as well um and i rewatched the episode and i'm not so sure i stand over it but i'll go with it anyway i thought last week's lip sync was really really powerful and whether the power was just coming from jackie performing in the hijab or or whether it was from both of them i thought that if they were going to do a double chante last week would have been the week to do it um because because it, it, there was there was a power in that song and in that performance and in that moment that kind of would have been like actually like oh yeah this this is right okay and who who do you reckon of all the queens this season was the best makeup artist Jada definitely hundred percent okay yeah I feel like because with Gigi we were talking before like her girl was pretty Gigi is quite like Gigi is quite like a plain slate as well like very James Charles esque mm. um. But I think Jada just knows how to paint. Yeah. Um, and like she definitely did the best job. Like her face was incredible. Like her girl's makeup was outrageous. Like unbelievable. Yeah. I loved it. It looked so smooth and blended and like mm. stunning. Nice. Who's going to win? I, th- I think that it's going to be between Jada and like Gigi. I think they'll be like the top two. It depends on, I don't know how they're going to do the final. No, but like, yeah. oh my God, Zoom RuPaul's Drag Race final. <laughs> um, I don't know how they're going to manage that. But I suppose America will probably go back sooner because God help them. Like, but, um, <laughs> I definitely think like the top will be, yeah, will be Jada and uh, Gigi. But I wonder what they're going to do because I, I assume Sherry gets into top four. Presumably. She, yeah. Her wins so, and- do they just take like the queen, like will Crystal I... slot in there? This could be Crystal's Maybe. redemption, ours, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Jackie's going to make it to the final. No, second well, week I row do. in the bottom. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, 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 no. Um, I, I mean, I think even in the the tr- the promo trailer for, um, for next week at the end, there like the the focus in it was on Jackie not 
getting a laugh off Whoopi in her like preparation for her for her store for her show. So like that could be like a fake off where kind of she's going to turn it around and be amazing, or it could just be like this is going to be the line next week of like Jackie really stumbles. The stand-up challenge is so difficult. Yeah. Like, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts about that next week because, like, that's such an un- like such a difficult challenge. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you know who I think is going to win? Sherry. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And that'll be three wins for Gigi, Sherry, and Jada. And the original arc would have been, like, those three plus some tagger mm-hmm. on will be in the final and it'll be a really split, even final. And now Sherry's out of it and then it'll just be between Gigi and Jada. Sherry, yeah, Sherry will probably win it next week. Yeah, I, I would say that it could. I would have thought maybe it would be between her and Jackie, um, because you, Jackie feels like she's got a comedy. Like when she did the the Merkin mm. challenge with the thing uh, a couple of weeks ago, she can be funny. Uh, so may, maybe maybe she will have a bit of a redemption. Although every every queen this season that I have said in an episode is going to have a redemption the following week, they have gone home. You have the curse of Pearl. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Another episode, another non-victory for Crystal James. I don't know, you're going to be taken to the streets. Yeah, no, I am. Like a French person in lockdown, time is ticking by. I am going to be out there protesting. This is unfair. I, I call shade. I call shade. We will be taking to Instagram to share our thoughts on Untucked tomorrow. So I'm sure James will be sharing with you a lot more of his thoughts on Crystal from that mm-hmm. episode. Absolutely. As well, the Fantasy League uh, is back and people have been voting in it. And the winner this week so far, I still have to add the points from the Photo Fashion Review, is Insta Virginia. So a first time winner for Ooh. them. So congratulations, Insta Virginia. Yes, queen. Um, also we are starting something super exciting get yourselves ready for this if you're following us on Instagram it is going to be on uh, the sissy.pod sudden death drop smackdown 2020 is coming you're asking yourself what is the sudden death drop sudden death drop smackdown something that I can't say but also it's an elimination based tournament where we determine which drag queen you our Instagram followers consider to be our Serena cha-cha champion and how does it work well we've picked 64 iconic drag race queens and randomly slotted them into four brackets the brackets named Rue, Michelle, Carson and Ross and they'll be heading off day by day in matches of two where you'll be voting in a poll to say who you think deserves to be that cha-cha champion and you're asking yourself what's all this Serena cha-cha champion about she didn't win isn't she best known for tiny flags well we say Serena cha-cha is a drag scholar she's trilingual she reads books and she knows about soft sculpture so if we bother you we keep saying saying Serena cha-cha champion go home Jade go home I'm very passionate about this but do go follow us on Instagram it'll be really fun we've got the uh, 64 queens matched day by day you'll be able to go through and find out who it is that we want to be our our, our, our quarantine queen yeah you'll have some tough uh, choices to make now in your quarantine in, in yeah the first round day two we're gonna lo- we're gonna lose some some behemoths mm. in, in in round one um, who do you prefer Serena Chacha or Crystal Method I, I mean I, I don't actually actively enjoy Serena Chacha um, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right you're right <laughs> The secret of the podcast is out. I mean, I don't actually enjoy her. I love her. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. We'll be back with episode two of the secret celebrity drag race. And believe it or not, there is an actual celebrity on it this time. I won't give it away if you haven't watched it. Janet the Planet is back, is she? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So, yeah, do watch it. It's on Y% Plus. If you subscribe to that, you can watch it there. And yeah, join us on Wednesday where we'll be joined by the gays around the bay to discuss it. Right, so until then, you can follow us on Instagram at sissy.pod. That's where you'll be able to see all these the sudden death drops happening in our stories. Or And make sure you like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, tell a friend, etc, etc. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Until then, bye! bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.